Section 6 of Selections from the Works of Sir Thomas Brown. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Fredigio Medici, 46. In those days there shall come liars and false prophets. Now, to determine the day and year of this inevitable time is not only convincible and statute madness, but also manifest impiety. How shall we interpret Eliza's six thousand years, or imagine the secret communicated to a rabbi which God hath denied unto his angels? It had been an excellent query to oppose the devil of Delphus, and must needs have forced him to some strange amphibology. It hath not only mocked the predictions of sundry astrologers in ages past, but the prophecies of many melancholy heads in these present, who, neither understanding reasonably things past or present, pretend a knowledge of things to come. Heads ordained only to manifest the incredible effects of melancholy, and to fulfil old prophecies, rather than be the authors of new. In those days there shall come wars and rumours of wars, to me seems no prophecy, but a constant truth in all times verified since it was pronounced. There shall be signs in the moon and stars. How comes he then, like a thief in the night, when he gives an item of his coming? That common sign drawn from the revelation of Antichrist is as obscure as any. In our common compute he hath been come these many years. But for my own part, to speak freely, I am half of opinion that Antichrist is the philosopher's stone in divinity. For the discovery and invention thereof, though there be prescribed rules and probable inductions, yet had hardly any man attained the perfect discovery thereof, that general opinion that the world grows near its end hath possessed all ages past as nearly as ours. I'm afraid that the souls that now depart cannot escape that lingering expostulation of the saints under the altar, quo usque domine, how long, O Lord, and groan in the expectation of that great jubilee. 47 this is the day that must make good that great attribute of god his justice that must reconcile those unanswerable doubts that torment the wisest understandings and reduce those seeming inequalities and respective distributions in this world to an equality and recompense of justice in the next this is that one day that shall include and comprehend all that went before it wherein, as in the last scene, all the actors must enter to complete and make up the catastrophe of this great piece. This is the day whose memory hath only power to make us honest in the dark, and to be virtuous without a witness. Ipsa sui pretium virtus sibi, that virtue is her own reward, is but a cold principle, and not able to maintain our variable resolutions in a constant and settled way of goodness. 
I have practised that honest artifice of Seneca, and in my retired and solitary imaginations to detain me from the foulness of vice, have fancied to myself the presence of my dear and worthiest friends, before whom I should lose my head rather than be vicious. Yet herein I found that there was naught but moral honesty, and this was not to be virtuous for his sake who must reward us at the last. I have tried, if I could reach that great resolution of his, to be honest without a thought of heaven or hell. And indeed I found upon a natural inclination and inbred loyalty unto virtue that I could serve her without a livery, yet not in that resolved and venerable way, but that the frailty of my nature upon easy temptation footnote insert any temptation sixteen seventy two might be induced to forget her the life therefore and spirit of all our actions is the resurrection and a stable apprehension that our ashes shall enjoy the fruit of our pious endeavours without this all religion is a fallacy and those impieties of Lucian, Euripides, and Julian are no blasphemies, but subtle verities, and atheists have been the only philosophers. 48. How shall the dead arise is no question of my faith. To believe only possibilities is not faith, but mere philosophy. Many things are true in divinity, which are neither inducible by reason nor confirmable by sense, and many things in philosophy, confirmable by sense, yet not inducible by reason. Thus it is impossible by any solid or demonstrative reasons to persuade a man to believe the conversion of the needle to the north, though this be possible and true, and easily credible upon a single experiment unto the sense. I believe that our estranged and divided ashes shall unite again, that our separated dust, after so many pilgrimages and transformations into the parts of minerals, plants, animals, elements, shall at the voice of God return into their primitive shapes, and join again to make up their primary and predestinate forms, as at the creation there was a separation of that confused mass into its pieces, so at the destruction thereof there shall be a separation into its distinct individuals. As at the creation of the world, all the distinct species that we behold lay involved in one mass, till the fruitful voice of God separated this united multitude into its several species, so at the last day, when those corrupted relics shall be scattered in the wilderness of forms, and seem to have forgot their proper habits, God, by a powerful voice, shall command them back into their proper shapes, and call them out by their single individuals. Then shall appear the fertility of Adam, and the magic of that sperm that hath dilated into so many millions. I have often beheld as a miracle that artificial resurrection and revivification of mercury, how, being mortified into a thousand shapes, it assumes again its own and returns into its numerical self. 
let us speak naturally and like philosophers the forms of alterable bodies in these sensible corruptions perish not nor as we imagine wholly quit their mansions but retire and contract themselves into their secret and inaccessible parts where they may best protect themselves from the action of their antagonist a plant or vegetable consumed to ashes by a contemplative and school philosopher seems utterly destroyed and the form to have taken his leave for ever but to a sensible artist the forms are not perished but withdrawn into their incombustible part where they lie secure from the action of that devouring element this is made good by experience which can from the ashes of a plant revive the plant and from its cinders record it into its stalk and leaves again what the art of man can do in these inferior pieces what blasphemy is it to affirm the finger of god cannot do in these more perfect and sensible structures this is that mystical philosophy from whence no true scholar becomes an atheist but from the visible effects of nature grows up a real divine and beholds not in a dream as ezekiel but in an ocular and visible object the types of his resurrection forty nine now the necessary mansions of our restored selves are those two contrary and incompatible places we call heaven and hell to define them or strictly to determine what and where these are surpasseth my divinity that elegant apostle who seemed to have a glimpse of heaven hath left but a negative description thereof which neither eye hath seen nor ear hath heard nor can enter into the heart of man he was translated out of himself to behold it but being returned into himself could not express it st john's description by emeralds chrysolites and precious stones is too weak to express the material heaven we behold briefly therefore where the soul hath the full measure and complement of happiness where the boundless appetite of that spirit remains completely satisfied that it can neither desire addition nor alteration that i think is truly heaven and this can only be in the enjoyment of that essence whose infinite goodness is able to terminate the desires of itself and the unsatiable wishes of ours wherever god will thus manifest himself there is heaven though within the circle of this sensible world thus the soul of man may be in heaven anywhere even within the limits of his own proper body and when it ceaseth to live in the body it may remain in its own soul that is its creator and thus we may say that st paul whether in the body or out of the body was yet in heaven to place it in the imperial or beyond the tenth sphere is to forget the world's destruction for when this sensible world shall be destroyed all shall then be here 
as it is now there an imperial heaven a quasi vacuity when to ask where heaven is is to demand where the presence of god is or where we have the glory of that happy vision moses that was bred up in all the learning of the egyptians committed a gross absurdity in philosophy when with these eyes of flesh he desired to see god and petitioned his maker that is truth itself to a contradiction those that imagine heaven and hell neighbours and conceive a vicinity between those two extremes upon consequence of the parable where dives discoursed with lazarus in abraham's bosom do too grossly conceive of those glorified creatures whose eyes shall easily out see the sun and behold without a perspective the extremest distances for if there shall be in our glorified eyes the faculty of sight and reception of objects i should think the visible species there to be in unlimitable a way as now the intellectual i grant that two bodies placed beyond the tenth sphere or in a vacuity according to aristotle's philosophy could not behold each other because there wants a body or medium to hand and transport the visible rays of the object unto the sense but when there shall be a general defect of either medium to convey or light to prepare and dispose that medium and yet a perfect vision we must suspend the rules of our philosophy and make all good by a more absolute piece of optics fifty i cannot tell how to say that fire is the essence of hell i know not what to make of purgatory or conceive a flame that can either prey upon or purify the substance of a soul those flames of sulphur mentioned in the scriptures i take not to be understood of this present hell but of that to come where fire shall make up the complement of our torches and have a body or subject wherein to manifest its tyranny some who have had the honour to be textury in divinity are of opinion that it shall be the same specifical fire with ours this is hard to conceive yet i can make good how even that may prey upon our bodies and yet not consume us for in this material world there are bodies that persist invincible in the powerfulest flames and though by the action of fire they fall into ignition and liquation yet they will never suffer a destruction i would gladly know how moses with an actual fire calcined or burnt the golden calf into powder for that mystical metal of gold whose solary and celestial nature i admire exposed under the violence of fire grows only hot and liquefies but consumeth not so when the consumable and volatile pieces of our bodies shall be refined into a more impregnable and fixed temper like gold though they suffer from the action of flames they shall never perish but lie immortal in the arms of fire and surely if this frame must suffer only by the action of this element there will be many bodies escape and not only heaven but earth 
will not be at an end but rather a beginning for at present it is not earth but a composition of fire water earth and air but at that time spoiled of these ingredients it shall appear in a substance more like itself its ashes philosophers that opinioned the world's destruction by fire did never dream of annihilation which is beyond the power of sublunary causes for the last footnote last and proper sixteen seventy two action of that element is but vitrification or a reduction of a body into glass and therefore some of our chemics facetiously affirm that at the last fire all shall be crystallized and reverberated into glass which is the utmost action of that element nor need we fear this term annihilation or wonder that god will destroy the works of his creation for man subsisting who is and will then truly appear a microcosm the world cannot be said to be destroyed for the eyes of god and perhaps also of our glorified selves shall as really behold and contemplate the world in its epitome or contracted essence as now it doth at large and in its dilated substance in the seed of a plant to the eyes of god and to the understanding of man there exists though in an invisible way the perfect leaves flowers and fruit thereof for things that are in posse to the sense are actually existent to the understanding thus god beholds all things who contemplates as fully his works in their epitome as in their full volume and beheld as amply the whole world in that little compendium of the sixth day as in the scattered and dilated pieces of those five before fifty one men commonly set forth the torments of hell by fire and the extremity of corporal afflictions and describe hell in the same method that mahomet doth heaven this indeed makes a noise and drums in popular ears but if this be the terrible piece thereof it is not worthy to stand in diameter with heaven whose happiness consists in that part that is best able to comprehend it that immortal essence that translated divinity and colony of god the soul surely though we place hell under earth the devil's walk and purlieu is about it men speak too popularly who place it in those flaming mountains which to grosser apprehensions represent hell the heart of man is the place the devil dwells in i feel sometimes a hell within myself lucifer keeps his court in my breast legion is revived in me there are as many hells as anaxarchus conceited worlds there was more than one hell in magdalen when there were seven devils for every devil is an hell unto himself he holds enough of torture in his own ubi and needs not the misery of circumference to afflict him and thus a distracted conscience here 
is a shadow or introduction unto hell hereafter who can but pity the merciful intention of those hands that do destroy themselves the devil were it in his power would do the like which being impossible his miseries are endless and he suffers most in that attribute wherein he is impassable his immortality End of section 6